Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognised journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You're listening to Headliners, the podcast featuring the best and brightest of entertainment from all over the world. Now here's your host, Greg Howard Jr., Last time he was on one of my shows, we got to talk about other people's music. This time, we are only going to talk about his music. His new single, Just a Phase, is out right at this very minute for your listening pleasure. Please welcome actor, life coach, singer, Brian Faldudo is here. Hello, sir. Hello, Greg. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. So so tell us about uh, Just a Phase. Yeah, so I got put a new song out. It's officially one week old today. It came out last week. It's um, it's a '90s country breakup song, essentially. Um, it's got like a real moody, atmospheric tone to it. Um, if anyone's familiar with my music, you know, in March I released an album called Gay Country, which is you know a passion project where I was tying my my queerness to my love of country music because you know there isn't a lot of queer representation in the country music genre. And that album was very like this pristine, like 90s, 2000s country music that you'd hear on the radio. Um, This is still very 90s country, but it's got like a little bit of a modern spin to it. It's um, 
It's just a little bit more like of an indie influence almost, which gives it that like atmospheric sound that you'd hear in like modern music. And it's it's really fun. The lyrics are really heartfelt and honest. And it's actually one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, uh, it was about my first love um, many years ago. But I didn't release it till now because I really wanted to get the production right. And um, I think we got it. That's that's fantastic. And and I I, I appreciate your music on the one hand, uh, because like you said, there's not a lot of queer representation in country. And on the other, that my my knowledge of country music kind of stops about the late 90s. So <laughs> you you give me, you know, queer country and that 90s nostalgia that I absolutely adore. So thank you for for bringing that to us. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, that's what I that's what I grew up on. And, you know, I was listening to all this music and I didn't really see myself in it. So the goal is essentially to recreate that music I grew up on, but just put myself into it. <laughs> so tell me on on a scale of one to ten, how excited about life are you right now? How excited about life am I? Um, I'm pretty excited. I mean, we're heading into the colder months where the days are shorter and it's cold so <laughs> my seasonal depression is kicking in but otherwise I'm excited about life and music and my relationship and um, a lot of things going well excellent excellent so for for you as a musician what has been your career highlight thus far oh gosh that's a good question I think honestly the highlights are just when people reach out to me and, and mention that a song meant something to them or that they really saw themselves in the song or that it was something they needed to hear. Um, just the, the little impacts, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's like some awesome achievements that have happened. Like I got to warm up for Lizzo a couple of years ago and I warmed up for Rebecca Black this past um, summer. And like, you know, I've, th there's really cool opportunities that have come. Um but I think it's just it's in hearing from the people who the song means something to that that means the most to me, because, you know, the cool stuff only only comes every now and again. You know, I'm an independent artist. I'm I'm hustling. I'm I'm doing my best. But, you know, it's not every day that I'm opening for Lizzo. Right. So um, to know that, you know, on a smaller scale, you know, on a week by week basis, my song might just be finding a new ear or a new heart. You know, that's what that's what means the most to me, I think. What sets you apart from, let's say, any of the other queer country artists that are out right now? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. There are a, quite a few of us like emerging. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think my my songs are a bit playful and um, almost. Uh, I don't want to say satirical. Uh, a little tongue in cheeky. Um, my songs, you know, they're 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 really sort of trying to take the sounds you knew and loved and and turn them on their head, right? Um, so I think I think there, there's a bit of a boldness to that. Um, versus a lot of these queer country artists that are emerging are experimenting with all new, modern, awesome sounds, right? Um, I love everything that everyone's putting out. Like, there's I'm such a fan of like a Dean the artist and and Chris Hausman and um, you know. Brian Ruby, all these people who are like really like just trying to do their spin on country music, right? But I wanted to revisit, you know, that classic country sound and and infuse it with queerness and um 
acceptance. Uh, so that's, I guess that's kind of like what sets me apart at the moment. If, if you had to pick one hashtag to <laughs> describe you, what, what would it be? To describe me or my music? Let's do both. <laughs> Gosh, to describe me, it'd be probably my Instagram bio, which is anxious, but doing it anyway. I'm actually a very anxious person, um, but I just kind of mindfully hold space for that. And I, I plow forward anyway as an individual and as an artist. And I just I just try and work through it, you know, because um, a lot of my dreams aren't going to happen if I let anxiety run the show. Um, and then my hashtag for my music would probably be hashtag gay country, which I use all the time. And it's, uh, it's, it's just, it, it very accurately, uh, labels what I'm doing. <laughs> What's the best career advice that you've ever been given? Hmm. Let me think on that for one second. What's the best career advice I've ever been given? Um, probably that, that I'm enough. Um, I, uh, I have a background as a child actor and I, uh, still act to this day. Like I still go to acting class. Um, I'm not really actively auditioning, um, but it's just a great outlet for me. And honestly, sometimes really therapeutic to be in a class with other creatives and other actors and to work on the storytelling ability. And, um, my studio teacher, Anthony Mendel, um once like was talking and it just really resonated with me this idea that you know as a storyteller you are enough I'm the only Brian Faldudo that's ever existed right so that in there of is reason enough to tell my story and even if I'm playing a character in like a scene for example I don't I don't have to necessarily become the character. I have to be myself within the confines of the character, because if I am myself within the confines of the character, it's going to be interesting because I am the only me that can tell the story the way that I can tell it. So the goal is to really just as authentically and honestly and truthfully show up as myself within, of course, the context of the scene and the circumstances and the, um, the description of the character, really like letting all that inform what I'm doing as well. Um, but just this idea of like, your story is enough. Um, and there's also like an Anne Lamott quote that um, teams well with that. She says, anything that is, uh, if it is truthful, it will be universal. And so I really think when I'm able to get to that place where I am just authentically pulling a lyric out of myself or showing up on stage in a really vulnerable way and connecting to my performance in a heartfelt manner, that's when I have the most impact because people see what I'm doing and, you know, it's unique. It's, it's original because it's, it's authentically me. So there's a bit of a, a ramble, but I would say that's the best advice I've received as far as, you know, my artistic career. That's fantastic. Glad you think so. <laughs> uh, who, who is the dream collaboration for you? Like who, who is at the top of the list of people you want to work with? Oh gosh. Um, so many people. Uh, but right now I'm actually a little deviation from your question, I guess. But at the moment I'm, I'm actively uh, pursuing different like queer DJs to do like remixes of my music with. Um, 
so I wouldn't say that's like my dream collaboration. It's a it's a recent dream that I <laughs> to be honest, uh, I've been dating this guy for a year now and he's really into EDM music and I'm not into EDM music, but I've just been like learning about all these different DJs and what they can do and how a remix on a track can actually really help it reach new ears and help people then rediscover the original song. And um, I don't know, I'm just interested in in experimenting with that more with my with my music and, you know, maybe taking a country song, but giving it a little bit of a spin. Uh, so I'm working on that. But then like dream collaborations. I'd love to work with some of these other queer country artists I mentioned. Um, Chris Hausman, uh, Brooke Eden. Um, some of these names that are out there. Uh, there's that guy on TikTok who's kind of blowing up Dixon Dallas. Uh, he'd be fun if he could like put like a country rap into a song. Um, yeah, I mean, and then there's like dream collaborations like Casey Musgraves and like um, people who are like next level, which I'm lucky if I'll ever get to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It I think we all want to work with Casey Musgraves just in some, in some capacity, like everybody just wants to be in the room with her. Yeah. I mean, she just feels like the most genuine and talented songwriter I can think of. Um, yeah. She's just, she's really good at telling a story. Do you have a, a favorite time of day? the morning i am a morning person i i honestly can only be productive up until like 2 p.m and then it's kind of <laughs> it's, <kind, laughs> it's kind of a wash thereafter not necessarily like sometimes i'll take a little nap at two and then i'll i'll have like a little bit of productivity or i'll gear up for my evening whatever that is but yeah i get it's crunch time for me from like 8 a.m to 2 p.m what are the three things that brian faldudo cannot live without water no just kidding <laughs> air no um <laughs> what kind of the three things i cannot live without um i'd probably say like uh candles <laughs> i mean i'm sure i could live without candles but i just love candles having a little candle going in the room um is really important to me also music like i i think if i wasn't able to throw on some jazz music in the background like i do so often or some um ella fitzgerald or tony bennett uh i think i'd uh i'd really struggle um and then um, I'd say meditation. Um, it's been so revolutionary for me and my mental health practice. I meditate every morning um, from anywhere from five to 20 minutes. And um, I think without it, I'd be just so much more in uh, struggling with my, with my mental health. <laughs> it's really, it's really uh, changed the game. So going going off book for a minute, I uh, you you mentioned that you enjoy uh, jazz music. Did you ever consider going the jazz route, or was it always country for you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I ever did jazz, it'd be like a little bit more of like alternative jazz, kind of like Sammy Ray and the Friends or like Lake Street Dive. Um, you know, where there's like a jazz influence, but it's not like jazz um, per se. Uh, I kind of did release it. I have a song out called Stars. It's one of my older recordings. The production's not like fantastic on it, but it's uh, I left it out on distribution because you know it's it's good enough and it's it's got like a jazzy influence. I perform it in shows sometimes, and it's a bit of a nice mood switch up, um, in the midst of like a real country set. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of like horns and um. Just just like that groove that comes with jazz. And and jazz can also be like a storytelling genre. So yeah, I would definitely consider it. 
so knowing what you know right now at this moment, if you could go back to the beginning of when you when you first decided you were gonna you were gonna do music, would you would you do anything differently? Huh. Would I do anything differently? I don't know. I've been kind of figuring it out as I go. I think I think I worked with the information I had at the time I had it as as often as I could. Um I think to be honest, I would have navigated some professional relationships a little differently. Um, I'm not really like, I don't, I haven't done anything like terrible or anything like that, but there's, <laughs> you know, there's days where like, I just wasn't like aware of like how things were unfolding with, with people. And I might've like jumped the gun on something or, um, you know, practice patience a little bit more um, as an independent artist. I'm really like sometimes the sole person pushing myself forward, you know, so uh, I can get a bit eager Um I also think I would have just believed in myself a bit sooner. I think like I finally, I finally do sort of believe in myself. I had a bit of success this past year with a song that did really well on TikTok and is nearing half a million streams on Spotify. And um, I wish it didn't take that for me to believe in myself as much as I do now. But I think I always believed in myself because I've been doing it. I've been plugging away, but like just the validation that like, oh, uh, you know, I actually can create a song that we, people would really enjoy. Um you know, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, so maybe just some more self-belief, but you know, I've been, been doing my best as, as I can. What do you think is the weirdest word in the English language? <laughs> what a question. Um, weirdest word in the English language. Um, I don't know the words in today's word always weird. Do you, do you wordle? Sometimes I I'm, I'm terrible at keeping up with it. Um, I guess because today was, uh, um, you know, this won't be airing immediately after recording it. I can give away today's <laughs> word, but today's word was ardor, which I've never heard of. A-R-D-O-R, um, which means enthusiasm. I wouldn't say that's the weirdest word in the English language, but this is a tough question, Greg. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll accept ardor i it's it's not one i'm familiar with and it's not one that anyone has said before so <laughs> so we're gonna go with it great what is what is at the very top of your professional bucket list like what's the thing that could happen or you could do and then the next day you're like all right well we did that and i can retire yeah um, there's a few things, but if I'm going to pick one, I'd love to write enough music one day and have that music be popular enough that people end up making a Broadway musical, like a jukebox musical of my music. That would be, that would be the most epic thing I think I could do. Cause I just love theater. I grew up on theater. Um, I pursued theater. I was a theater major in college and I tried it for a few years out of college, but then I discovered I enjoyed writing and releasing and recording and performing music more. Um, but I mean, my love of Broadway is just, you know, uh, it's my inner nerd and I love it. And to be able to impact Broadway in that way. I mean, I was in the movie School of Rock when I was younger and that became a Broadway musical. So that was probably one of my biggest career highlights to be able to see that turn into a musical. I was like, what? That is that is so um, that is so like cool for my inner theater kid. Um, so, yeah, probably that. Um 
But yeah, I mean, I think like in a more realistic sense, my goal long term is to just have consistency of opportunity, you know, to be able to like continue performing and continue writing and continue releasing and, um, you know, because it's hard to it's a hustle. Um, so I think uh, if over time it could just get easier to secure those opportunities because my music is getting traction and whatnot, that would be that would be cool. Is there someone's career that when you look at their career as a whole, you kind of go, that's that's the blueprint? Um, Kind of. There's a few people who like do a lot of just like odd jobs, which is kind of like how I would see myself. Like, you know, for example, I'm also writing a book and I'm, I'm potentially discussing like a publishing deal with this company and like uh uh, I'm still an actor and I'm, I'm releasing music. I, I, I like the, I like people who aren't limited in what they're doing creatively. Um, my Instagram bio says that I'm a creative, like I'm not really, you know, sure. I'm a songwriter for the purposes of this conversation, but I, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to create stuff. So people who really have their hands in a bunch of buckets are really inspire me. Um, I'm struggling to think of some names right now, but like, I know Sarah Silverman, I listen to her podcast all the time and she's always talking about how she's like a comedian, but she's in movies and she also does a podcast and, you know, she does all these odd jobs, you know, that's kind of what I want to do. I just want to be able to do all these different things. So other, other than your own music, uh, what are you listening to right now? That's a good question. I mean, Kelsey Ballerini's album that was just nominated um, for album of the year. Uh is so good i'm so obsessed with it it's um i heard from a friend that they were like mad that they don't like listening to the album because they know that kelsey dallarini is happy now because it was written about her breakup <laughs> but she's like happy now and i was like well that's not really fair <laughs> you know uh these things need to be written and then they need to be produced and she doesn't get to control when she falls in love next you know and the album's out now and it really is such a beautiful chronicling of her divorce and it's it's a short album um but every song just feels really truthful and it kind of questions the barriers of country music a bit she's not really following any specific formula she's just um she's just talking about her breakups and yeah i'm pretty obsessed with her album right now what's a book that you feel like everybody should read i have two untamed by glennon doyle and the power of now by eckhart tolle yeah, those two. Have you read either? I I have not actually. Well, <laughs> now you have reading to do. That's right. Now the, you were you were the first guest to assign me homework. So, <laughs> I coffee or tea? Uh, coffee, but I don't drink caffeine, so I'm I drink decaf coffee every day. Uh, just because it's more ritual for me, um, than anything else. Probably why I can't work past two p.m. To be honest, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I used to drink caffeine, and it was it was giving me like some anxiety, and uh, I, my blood pressure was like not great when I was on. And then I I cut out caffeine, and my anxiety got better, and my blood pressure got better. So, um, it's a drug, folks. It is. <laughs> Window or aisle seat? Aisle. Um, <laughs> I have to be able to get up. It's like very important to me that I'm able to like get up without having to ask to get up. Otherwise, I feel very confined. Are you an aisle or window? That's very interesting to me. 
I I am a window because I get I get drunk with power being in control <laughs> of like the window shade. Uh, oh yeah, I don't care as much about that, but I <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, if you had to pick one of your songs to describe where your career and where your life is right now, which song do you pick? There's a song on my album called Big Boys Club. And it's basically about how I'm done with the little leagues of dating. Um, like I'm sick of putting on a show and all the swiping and the the games that people play and the not texting back. And um, I'm sick of going round and round and I'm, 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 Ready to look for what's real. I'm ready for look for the big boys club, people who are taking love seriously, people who are fed up with the dating game. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. And I found a, a big boy. Uh, well, he's not like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> uh, he's like the same size as me, but um, we are, uh, he's emotionally big and um, we're enjoying that. And I think just career wise too, uh, I'm not really in the mood for like games. I just want to, just want to be truthful with my art and see where that can get me. So I feel I feel like I'm a bit of a of a big boy <laughs> if I'm using the <laughs> metaphor um, in that area as well. Side note: that is my favorite song of yours. Ah, uh, awesome! I appreciate that. If you were stuck on a desert island, who are five people that you would want with you? Are they celebrities or just like people I know? They can be anybody you want, living or dead. Okay, so probably my partner, Alan. Um, and then just, like, my best friends. Uh, <laughs> people don't know them. But, uh, yeah, like, I would just... My chosen family here in New York City. Uh, I think there's a little more than five, so choosing would be difficult. But I am a big fan of Survivor, and I don't mind voting someone off. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would... I would just go with my my chosen family. Um, I'm a big idea. I'm a big fan of the concept of chosen family. You know, there's an, a song on my album called When You're Home, Don't Feel Like Home. And it's about how when you grow up queer, sometimes your home doesn't feel like your home, essentially. Uh, which is supposed to contrast this um, trope in country music where everyone's always talking about how great their hometown is. But when you're queer, sometimes that's not the case. Um, and I'm just a... I'm a big advocate for, you know, the people who you choose to be your family can be your family. And I really... I do have some of the best friends, um, which I'm sure a lot of people say, but they, they're just such genuine people and they're all doing a lot of soul searching mental health work on themselves. And I feel like we're all becoming like these actualized self-aware individuals. So if we were on an Island together, we'd probably just be talking about our emotions all the time. Uh, <laughs> it'd be, it wouldn't make for a good TV show, but it'd, it'd be, it'd be a good time for us. So if if in 10 years time, you and I sat back down to have a conversation, where do, where do you see your career in 10 years? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I just want to keep creating and traveling and having experiences. Um, I've actually been thinking lately that I don't, I need to get more specific about my goals because right now I have this vague goal of being a successful musician right but like what does that mean how much money do i making how, how how often do i want to be touring so i'm actually i'm working on solidifying some of those um things but i, I mean in 10 years i just want to keep doing this i think i want to have released a book and and maybe have some passive income off of that and uh get to 
get to see the impact of of sharing my story in that way. Um, I'd like to be writing fairly regularly. Um, I don't want to be working any any more side jobs. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that, that's what that's those are the goals. So tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music. Yeah, I mean, it's streaming everywhere. No physical copies at the moment, um, but everything is out there on any platform that you listen to music. So I encourage you to go check it out, especially the new song, Just a Phase. Um, you know, if you're even if you're not into country music, uh, I think you'd like Just a Phase. It's it's country, but it's it's also like, as I said, a little moodier and more atmospheric. And um, it's got some pop elements to it, even some like indie elements. And um, I'd compare it almost to like, an old Michelle Branch track, like it's, or like a Wreckers track, right? Like it, where, where Michelle Branch meets her duo, the Wreckers. I, I'd say that's kind of where the the album sits, and it's it's got like pop on it, but it's also got like country. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Um, or you could follow me on Instagram, Brian Falduto. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about your music and your career. As as always, I have enjoyed this so much. My pleasure, Greg. I appreciate you having me back. And uh, thanks for the support. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Headliners is a Your Life, the Mixtape Media LLC production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. 